It is Sunday, August 2nd, 2015. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're reminiscing about Christmas specials, reminiscing about my Spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure, and sampling some ginger ale. It's episode 8.17, Kinda Sorta. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Gap is here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. I'm kind of upset at modern technology right now. My PVR glitched out the other day and I lost all the Christmas specials I had saved. Yeah, I know it was August. Why do I still have Christmas specials on my PVR? Because they're awesome. Of course, one of them was the last Doctor Who Christmas special uh, last Christmas. That one's been released on Blu-ray and DVD already, so if I really want it back, I can go out and buy it. But still, you know, maybe that one's not such a big loss. You know, when it comes to Doctor Who, I'm still warming up to Peter Capaldi. I'm still warming up to the 12th Doctor. And, you know, that's expected. It took me a while to warm up to Matt Smith as well. You know, when his 11th Doctor burst on the scene, I found him annoyingly manic in the beginning. But, you know, by the time his second series rolled around, he'd toned down, learned how to rein it in, and became a totally awesome Doctor. Kind of going the same thing with Peter Capaldi right now. He came along. He's this gruff old man. He was a little too gruff in the beginning. So something tells me in the next series, he'll have figured out how to rein it in a little bit and become a lovable doctor like all the doctors before him. The other Christmas special I was upset to lose was the Toy Story Christmas special. Toy Story That Time Forgot. That... That was awesome, too, because I love my Pixar. And you can tell that people our age are now running Pixar, because in Toy Story The Time Forgot, there were so many homages and tributes to 1980s action figure lines that uh, it was nostalgia-rific. Basically, so in this Christmas special... We're introduced to Trixie, the Triceratops. She's one of the newer toys introduced in Toy Story 3. Bonnie is the little girl who now owns Woody, Buzz, and the gang. Seriously, see Toy Story 3 if you haven't because it's awesome. Anyway, it's Boxing Day. Bonnie has a play date with one of her friends. And so she gathers up all her toys to go play with her friends. But her friend is all glued to his new video game system. So the toys wander off to check out all of the new toys that this kid got for Christmas. And he got these Battlesauruses, these humanoid dinosaur action figures. It's just so awesome. It's just like the He-Man figures. You know, 
the one guy points to his playset headquarters and there's Trixie. Oh yeah, everyone should have a house shaped like their own head. That's just like every playset from the 1980s. And then the whole thrust of the plot is, it turns out because the kid's been glued to his video games and these toys haven't been played with yet, they're all suffering from the Buzz Lightyear delusion that they're real and not just toys. So of course it's up to Woody, Buzz, and the gang to get them to snap out of it. It was, well, it was okay. You know, that's what I love about these Toy Story short films and TV specials. They don't feel like a cheap cash grab. It's like they snagged onto some corner of the Toy Story universe that could be explored a little more, and they go into exploring that. You know, the Halloween special, Toy Story of Terror, that was a good one because it was essentially a Jesse episode. It was all about developing Jesse the Cowgirl more as a character. That was awesome. Or the one Toy Story short film, Small Fry. You know, the Happy Meal toys we get at fast food restaurants? What kind of strange existence did they have in the Toy Story universe? So that's explored a little more. I can get behind the TV specials and the short films as long as they do something like that. They actually explore something new about the Toy Story universe and it's not just, oh, here's Woody and Buzz just like you remember them. Hey, nostalgia, give us money. So yeah, I'm kind of upset that I lost that from my PVR, but let's be honest with the Disney merchandising machine and it being a Christmas special and all, something tells me it'll be hitting Blu-ray just in time for Christmas. You're listening to Mark Chavis. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. The Tar. I've said in the past, I'm not much of a sports guy, but I do love the Olympics. Something about the pomp and circumstance just gets me. And there was a lot of big Olympic news this past week. Of course, the big one was Beijing, China being awarded the Winter Olympics for 2022. This is controversial for many, many reasons. First and foremost, you know, China, communist dictatorship, human rights violations, and all that nasty stuff. But the big thing is, Beijing, China is not a winter city. They don't get a lot of snow. Even the mountains that are like two hours away from Beijing, they don't get a lot of snow for skiing and stuff like that. So as part of their bid, they're already talking about re-diverting rivers to run the snow machines and generate enough snow. And that is just so crazy. Go watch John Oliver's bit about the uh, FIFA World Cup of Soccer and how big and ridiculous that's getting. That can easily be applied to the Olympics as well. They're getting so big and so ridiculous, and that's why the 2022 bid process was so messed up. Everybody saw Sochi, Russia, and what a disaster that turned out to be, so they started pulling out left and right. There were originally six applicants for the 2022 Winter Olympics, but when all the ridiculous was said and done, when all of the other bids started pulling out because they didn't want any part of the ridiculousness, there was only two left, Beijing, China, and Kazakhstan, I forget the name of the city. So why did they start pulling out? Well, let's look at the most famous one that pulled out, Oslo, Norway. You know, Norway, a Nordic country, long, proud history of winter sports. They were considered a shoo-in for the 2022 Winter Olympics. But then the Winter Olympic Committee came in. They started making all their demands. You got to do this. You got to do that. We need to have better food. You need to upgrade all the kitchens and all the venues. So when the IOC started making all those ridiculous demands, Oslo, Norway said, screw this. And they pulled out. 
And that's why things are getting so big and ridiculous. Uh, according to the Olympics, this is the last time they're going to do everything big and ridiculous. They're starting to do cutbacks. They're starting to uh, go for sustainability. That's their new buzzword for Olympic bids. And, you know, that's I can agree agree with that. You know, things are getting too big, too ridiculous. Again, the prime example, Sochi, Russia. We all saw the news reports last year on how all of the hotels and everything to host the athletes were um, just half finished. And so they said that afterwards they were going to go back and finish them. But did they? No. Now that they've been used for their single purpose, they've been left to rot. So the IOC is getting a lot of crap for stuff like that. So definitely they want the Olympics to be more sustainable. So let's see. Who knows? Uh, the other big Olympic stories, getting back to the big and ridiculousness part of it. Next summer's Olympics 2016 in Rio de Janeiro. As part of their bid process, Rio de Janeiro said they were going to build some new sewage treatment plants because they've got horribly, horribly polluted lakes down in Rio de Janeiro. Well, they haven't built those yet, and the ponds where they're going to be hosting a lot of the aquatic events, they say it's just like swimming in raw sewage. Yeah. So come on, Rio de Janeiro, clean up those ponds again. They were supposed to build new sewage treatment plants, but they haven't, and so that's part of the more... Olympic ridiculousness. Ah, I'm running out of steam here. It's just, I love the Olympics, but come on, guys. Get it together. This is your interstellar disc jockey. Mark Kappas, U62. The Tar. So as I'm sure you can imagine, the Star Wars website has some pretty neat stuff. They even have articles all about collecting. And while I was looking through the Star Wars Twitter feed the other day, they had a link to an article about one of my classic Star Wars collectibles. The Spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let me set the scene for you. The year is 1997. The Star Wars special editions had hit movie theaters. I had already begun collecting Star Wars action figures. This modern run of Star Wars action figures began back in 1995 with the one last time VHS release. 20 years now, Star Wars action figures have been clogging up our toy, our, our toy shelf, our toy store aisles. That's what I'm trying to spit out. Come to your senses! Anyway, so there I was at Augustana. I went on down to the corner store one night, the 7-Eleven for a Slurpee and maybe a bag of Doritos, where I saw the Lay's potato chip display. For just two proofs of purchase from Lay's potato chips and $5.99 shipping and handling, you could get yourself the spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure. You must be very proud. Just like a regular Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure, only made out of translucent blue plastic to replicate his spirit effect. So, rather than my usual Doritos, I decided to go for the Lay's potato chips. I had a couple, and you know what I discovered when it comes to Lay's potato chips? I can eat just one. Seriously, I'm not a potato chip guy. That's why I always go with the Doritos. But still, I ate my two or three bags or however many I had to eat to get enough proofs of purchase to send away for that spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure. I have a bad feeling about this. I'm trying to remember when all it went down. Was I still in the dorm when I sent away for it? Or did I go back home for the summer and did I send away for it at home? I think I sent away for it when I was at home. Needless to say, when it arrived in the mail, I was ecstatic. This was the brand new centerpiece of my Star Wars action figure collection. Such a rare collectible like this. 
yeah, that you had to mail away for. You don't see a lot of mail away exclusives anymore. Not like when we were kids clipping out the flag points from G.I. Joe, sending away for the exclusive G.I. Joe action figures. This, this is like the Super Trooper G.I. Joe action figure and it is mine and in my Star Wars collection. So awesome. But one little hitch. I felt a great disturbance in the force. For you see, when they send it to you like this, it's not in a package. How can it be mint in package if it doesn't come in a package? It just came in a little baggie in a brown paper bag. Well, not a brown paper bag, a brown postal box. You know what I'm getting at. So, I knew I needed to get some kind of display case in order to preserve it. So the next time I was at West Edmonton Mall at my favorite comic book store, Comic King, they were actually selling special little display cases for loose Star Wars action figures. So I figured, yes, I gotta get that one for my Spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure. So they kept them behind the counter. So I went up to the clerk and I said, yes, I like one of those uh, display cases for a loose Star Wars action figure, please. And the guy looks at me and he's like, let me guess, it's for your Spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure. And I'm like, how did you know? Yeah. I've been selling a lot of these for Spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figures. They sure sold a lot of them through that Lay's Potato Chips, didn't they? No! And that's when I knew. That's when my heart broke. If they sold so many, it would never become the rare collectible I wanted it to be. You were the chosen one! But that's okay. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned here. It still has an honored place in my collection, my spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi action figure. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. I think for the season finale, it's appropriate that we do another installment of Mark Tastes Random Things. Now, if you've ever ventured to your grocery store's deli counter, you might find there that they have all kinds of fancy artisanal soda pops. I was browsing such the section of my local grocery store the other day when I found a bottle of Philips Sparkmouth Ginger Ale. My eye caught this particular bottle of pop because on the label it has a picture of a Godzilla tin toy. And I do love Godzilla so much. Yes, Philips Sparkmouth Ginger Ale. Brewed by the Philips Soda Works of Victoria, B.C., so it's proud Canadian beverage. So, should we try this ginger ale? Ooh, it's got very basic ingredients. Carbonated water, cane sugar, ginger, citric acid, and sodium benzoate. So, since this is ginger ale, I'm expecting it to taste like ginger ale. And, oh, look at that. The pop bottle is not a twist-off. I gotta use a bottle opener. Good thing I brought one. Gotta be very careful not to spill on the board. There we go. I have popped open the bottle of Philips Sparkmouth Ginger Ale. Ooh. Smells a little stronger than ginger ale. You can really smell the ginger. Well, here we go. Time for a magic swig. Wow. That is some good ginger ale. You can really taste the ginger. I mean, with your typical ginger ale that you get down at your corner store, there's usually a lot of sugar in it, making the ginger flavor taste watered down or it's overly sweetened. But no, this really tastes like ginger. It's got just the right amount of spice, almost like gingerbread at Christmas time. I gotta have another swig. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. 
Phillips Sparkmouth Ginger Ale. I got it at my local independent grocer. That's actually the name of the store, Your Independent Grocer. Yeah, what happened there was when Extra Foods merged with Shoppers Drug Mart a couple years ago, the government said that that's kind of like a monopoly, so you'd better sell off some grocery stores. So the Extra Foods that were sold off have become independent grocers. That's where I got this Sparkmouth Ginger Ale. I'm having another swig. That's good stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like I said, you can really taste the ginger. It's a lot fizzier than typical pop as well, so yeah, that's really good stuff. Phillips Sparkmouth Ginger Ale. I see they also make a root beer, Phillips Intergalactic Root Beer, so maybe on my season premiere, I'll have to do the root beer, complete the set. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. So it's time for the song of the show, and... Uh, I don't know what to play for a song of the show, so I think you know my habits by now. When in doubt, weird out. It might seem crazy wearing stripes of pride.
Weird Al Yankovic, Tacky, here on U62 The Dark. Uh, Weird Al is actually coming to Edmonton very soon as part of his mandatory world tour, coming up on September 11th. And the truth is, I kind of have no desire to see Weird Al. I saw him twice in concert, and that was about enough. You know, the first time I saw him in concert, I got to go backstage and meet him. Nothing will ever top that. And, you know, the second time I saw Weird Al, I was like, yeah, this is good. You know, it's like watching your favorite movie again. Yeah, you still like it, but now you know where all the good parts are and you know what's coming, so the initial thrill is gone. So I'll probably be skipping Weird Al when he comes to town. Lots of other good stuff happening in September. Don't forget, September 4th, that's when Star Wars The Force Awakens merchandise officially goes on sale. Yep, the toy stores are going to be opening at midnight again to go get the first Star Wars The Force Awakens action figures. Man, remember when they did that for the Phantom Menace way back in 1999? I was not there to grab the uh, first Star Wars Episode One action figures because, as I discovered, you know, go into the store a week later, they still have all that same stuff on the shelves for pretty much the same price. So I think I just might relax and wait until I can get into the stores. Ah, but still just more short-term plans. You know, we got the long weekend coming up. Still got a day left in the long weekend. You know, I'm debating whether I want to go see a movie or not because, well, every movie this summer that I had a burning passion to go see has come out and I've seen it. Now the only movies that are coming out are the ones I kinda sorta wanna see. You know, Terminator Genesis is still in theaters. I kinda sorta wanna see that. As I've said before, the first two Terminator movies, Terminator and Terminator 2, together they form this nice little two-part story. There's really no need to continue with the saga. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation just came out. I kind of sort of want to see that. You know, as I've said in other podcasts, Mission Impossible, that's a franchise I want to like because I love the James Bond movies and all that super spy stuff. But the Mission Impossible movies always leave me wanting. But who knows? This last one is getting phenomenally good reviews. They say after five films in 20 years, Tom Cruise has finally figured out how to do a Mission Impossible movie. So, yeah, maybe I'll wind up going to see Mission Impossible. And then in another week, we have Fantastic Four coming out. I kind of want to see that because I'm a sucker for every superhero movie. So, yeah, we're done with the burning passion. We're into the kind of sort of stage of summer. So, yeah, I'm going to go enjoy my long weekend. Actually, when it comes to all that, I just might lie on the couch and relax because, you know, a couple weeks ago I was complaining about having a cold. I thought I was over it, but this past week it came back with a vengeance. So maybe for my long weekend, I'll just relax on the couch, watch Netflix. I see all the Hunger Games films are on Netflix now, so maybe I'll binge watch the entire franchise and finally see what all the fuss is about. I know I have super exciting long weekend plans, don't I? All I know is I got to get out and do something for myself because as I said, this is my season finale because August is going to get crazy. That's where most of the live on locations from festivals and stuff happens in my day job. Also, I'm taking some vacation time in the middle of it. So yeah, August is going to be hectic. So that's why I have to step away from this for a while. So my friends, this is it. We have come to the end. I am all rambled out. I have nothing more to say. And so I shall carry on back home to my couch 
where I will relax and upload this perhaps. Well, I have to upload this because how's he going to listen to it? What I'm saying is I'm done. So you have yourself a pleasant rest of your summer. I am Mark Kappas. This has been the Targ. I will see you in September. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Oh, but I'm not going to